Hello, my friends. This is the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. And that's Not Just Blowing Smoke. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. There are so many jokes I could say right now, Dave, uh, but I, I will withhold myself. Hmm. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to Not Just Blowing Smoke, coming at you live from Twin Smoke Shop's studio headquarters right here in Londonderry, New Hampshire. Be sure to hit the subscribe button wherever you're watching. If you're streaming live or if you're listening after the fact, make sure that you hit that subscribe button down below so that you don't ever miss a thing. Welcome, everybody. I'm Pastor Padron. I'm here with my co-hosts pat and dave and debris from the 724 lounge and today we are doing something a little bit different we are smoking cigars from this the spring 2023 cra pack this is a pack of 10 cigars not just any kind of cigars but 10 very sought after cigars uh from companies that are big supporters of the cra uh, for those of you who don't know, the CRA stands for Cigar Rights of America. And this sampler pack is used to raise money to support them in their endeavors. And um, in this pack, which retails for $150, is an Oliva Serie V Milano Diadema, uh, an Ashton VSG Torpedo, the Alec Bradley Double Broadleaf Limited Edition Figurado, the uh, LFD Andalusian Bowl, the Diamond Crown Julius Caesar Pyramid, the 60 by Rocky Patel Toro, which was the number two cigar of the year, um, my father's S Special Toro, the Fuente Fuente Opus X, the Undefeated, uh, the Padron Black number 52, and the Tatuaje Limited Robusto Especial. And uh, all of those cigars can be yours for 150 bucks. $100 of this pack goes directly to the CRA. These uh, cigars are basically donated by those manufacturers uh, for the pack in order to raise money for uh, the stuff that the CRA does. And we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, each of us are smoking a different cigar from the pack. Um, I myself am doing the... Padron Black Number Fifty Two, go figure. Mm-hmm. Pastor Padron had to smoke the Padron. <laughs> Naturally, it just, it just. Why just is that uh, Patuente smoking the uh, yeah. Opus there? I, I, that's a good question. Why aren't you smoking the, the Opus? opus. <laughs> you, you decided to save it. Uh, wow. Yeah. Wow. No. No. no come on, put that out. Put light that up out the opus. and light up the Opus. <laughs> yep. He has to. It's in gotta, the pack. Yeah, it's in the pack. Light up. Light up the Opus. Because yeah. Dave wanted it, and you said you were smoking it, so you you took it you took mm-hmm. it from him. I actually had because first dibs on it. Pat, Pat Wimpy, Pat yeah, first dibs on it. I was here when this whole idea got made. <laughs> first dibs. Well, yeah, but that that means that you had first dibs on it. Yeah. So that means you should be smoking uh-huh. it. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's why it said featuring the Opus X undefeated in the intro. Ah. <laughs> I'm not used to having the intro. No, wow, no, greedy no, little bastard. Come on. Come on, let's see it happen. Let's see it happen, patio. Come on. Come on. Bree, what are you smoking out of the pack there? You're smoking the... Uh, the right. diadema. Yes, I've got that. Oliva diadema. Awesome. Yep. Yes. One of and my... Dave over there is smoking <laughs> the Julius Caesar pyramid. Yes, which yes. is what you decided you would take. I'm mm -hmm. smoking what I decided I'd take. Mm -hmm. Brie loves that cigar. This is one of my mm -hmm. favorites. And Pat just is a, a betraying little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that cigar, Patty? <laughs> He's smart. He's saving his favorite for later. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I, I'm really yeah. not sure. He's going to age it for that. five years and then smoke it. But all right. But you know, the, that said, that cigar you can get anywhere. Mm -hmm. You know, so in the pack. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there are several cigars that are available. You know, um, all the time out, outside of the pack. Yeah. That's one. The Ashton VSG Torpedo is another one. Um, <laughs> all right, John. I think that's pretty much. I think that's pretty much it. Mm. But uh, there we go. Um, well, on the 60th, which Pat is smoking. Yeah, yeah that's what I said. Yeah, the, the 60 and the and the VSG Torpedo. Uh, the Andalusian Bull is available outside the pack, but yep. and it's the, not uh, always available. The, and the, the, Julius, the Caesar Julius Caesar Pyramid. Torpedo Pyramid. Is, is Pyramid, yes, yep. is, is not often carried, but it's a regular production cigar by Diamond Crown. So about half the pack you can get. But um, the other half is is more not exclusive. so much. So, um, who's going to talk about the beer that we're yeah. drinking with this? Um, we're drinking two different beers, beers side by side. Pat, I can do my limited knowledge in it. Um, it's the uh, it's an EO nine, so it's six oh three EO nine. That's their experimental series. Um, this is the Irish Hello, which is a nitro. Uh, breakfast out. They Punch do the it. Face. They do it um every year for St. Patrick's Day. Um, I believe they only do it canned. I don't think they keg this one. As I, I mentioned, it was a nitro. Yeah, nitro stout. Um, I had it last Friday when I was doing like the beer sampling for you know a beer that we're making in the works, and I thought it was really good. And it reminded me a lot of Guinness, so I, I was kind of curious to kind of drink it next to one i know the head looks the same pretty similar mm -hmm. like the, the shade of it's similar so it's kind of interested to see if it stood up to guinness it's got a very interesting flavor to it i like that yeah That's i, I actually they, they hadn't mentioned to me what's in it but i think i probably had like every damn tap at 603 at this point <laughs> so like it, it's this beer and alcohol that's all i know Probably Irish, <laughs> Irish cream of some Pouring sort. That, that sounds Shake about right. twice. Mm -hmm. Pat shaked his three times. Open. Then mm -hmm. Pat's beer exploded all yeah, over. Yeah, so the instructions are actually in really elegantly written. Because if you shake more <laughs> than twice, it's that's not yeah. right. So. Pat wore the bear before this um, before this moment. Brewed with Gahanian uh, cacao nibs. Mm. Madagascar vanilla bean. Uh, flight coffee company coffee and lactose oh yeah lactose they did say that milky milks 
It is on the can, Pat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They did say that. And so mm-hmm. it's a very it's a very nice stout. You can definitely taste the the uh, cocoa and the, and the, the stoutiness. The cocoa is really, really good, and the, and the lactose gives it that kind of creamy after mm-hmm. aftertaste. It's yeah. almost like you took um, an Irish cream cold brew and turned it into a beer. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Mm. I just don't get any Irish cream. I do. That's sweet. It's the vanilla and cacao mixture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not not quite as like pungent as like straight Irish cream, but if you've ever had like I like um frothed Irish cream on like a cold brew. I've only coffee. had Bailey's, so that's why I'm going uh, okay. off so, of. Okay, so yeah, Irish cream. That's probably totally different. It, it almost like cuts that acidity, and you really just get that like straight vanilla foam sweetness. Mm. So I get. That's the well, then I get that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't we go around and talk a little bit about. Oh, why, don't, getting you, off why don't you scores. go first because you don't have much longer on that. No, <laughs> I, I go last. So why don't you, why don't you start, Dave? Um, it's very smooth. Uh, it's also creamy. Getting a, a sweet pepper and like a mix of earth and leather. It's very smooth. It's very complex. It's hard to, it's hard to pick individual stuff out. Um, Burning okay so far, um, and that being said, pairing with pairing with anything like this uh, EO9 with the Guinness, uh, the creaminess goes well with the with the beers, um, and tends to bring out for me the uh, the coffee notes. Mm-hmm. Okay, Pat. Yeah, so I'm smoking the Rocky 60 Toro. Um, the 6060 is what got number two on the aficionado. But, you know, the, the, to me, the Toro smokes so much better. But, you know, whatever. So the cigar blend-wise has a San Andreas wrapper, Nicaraguan binder, and filler. Um, there is a leaf in there from their original farm in Esteli. Um, and they roll the cigar and they age it for an additional two years before actually releasing it. So it does have some nice age on it. Um, Palette-wise, usually when I talk about the Rocky 60, I say it's kind of like smoking a Cabernet. Um, it has a really nice kind of musty, earthy texture to it just because it's, it's been aged, so it's kind of like a clay-type earthiness on the palate. And then I get kind of a bell green pepper, so that little bit of like that spice sensation, but it's more of a sweetness. Um, obviously, your stereotypical like pepper, wood, spice, and then on the retro, I get like kind of a blackberry kind of like dark, rich sweetness. So it's a really, really good cigar. Um, it's it's typically takes your traditional San Andreas profile and really refines it, and gives it a lot more subtleties and nuances. So it's a very enjoyable cigar. And three. There's just no words for how much I love this wow. cigar. Um, I mean, the the Oliva V is a cigar that I have um, placed in my top favorites. Mm. Um, it's just one of those like easy go-to smokes. And this is, um, it's interesting. I get like a lot of that espresso note on the mm-hmm. retrohale. The cigar itself is very sweet. It almost has that mm. like sweet cedar finish when you're smoking it. Um, one thing that's just very nice of course is the construction um it's definitely not a cigar that i've ever really had to relay and this is holding up with that um it's one of those cigars that you don't really have to think about 
not getting really any pepper or spice from it. Um, the retrohale was one of, probably, I'd say, one of the easiest retrohales I've ever experienced. <laughs> um, and it really is playing on the notes in the Guinness mm. and the 603 Nitro Irish Hello very well. So that sweetness is very complimentary, but it's not a noxious sweetness. It's a very refined and aged and smooth sweetness that's um, coming to the forefront. Um, there's there's nothing harsh at all about this cigar. It just feels like it's it's truly it truly has that age behind it. The burning is incredible on that. Thing. Mm -hmm. It's razor sharp all the way around. Yeah, that's great. The shape is really nice. Mm. Um, I'm smoking like I said the uh, the Padron Black 52. Uh, not a very common release for Padron. Uh, as a matter of fact, one of the few places you see it is actually in the CA the CRA pack, and um, it's a five and a half by 50. They have undisclosed the, the blend. So there's no way to, they're not saying what it is. Um, that said, it smokes very much like a Padron. <laughs> As Padron tastes like a Padron. Yeah. Oh, good. You know, the uh, uh, pre-light. You know, I got a lot of barnyard, some cocoa, cream, and coffee notes, all things that basically you'd expect from Padron. Uh, lighting it up, those are, uh, it's, a, it's a much darker, richer, um, a, a lot more black pepper kind of spice than your uh, normal Padron does. Um, it looks like a you know, a Padron 3000, but it, it smokes more like a 1926 series. Um, the flavor profile is more that way. Um, very smooth, very nice uh, burn. Um, the draw is really, really good. Uh, the joke with Dave saying I better start first is that typically Padron seem to burn fast. <laughs> and so, you know, that may dictate how long this show, this show is. <laughs> I'll tell you what. This is, I'm going to nurse this thing as much as I can, but it's not going to last through two uh, stout beers. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. But uh, as somebody who's loved Padron for... Ever? Uh, uh, yeah, for a very long time. Um, this is that quintessential Padron kind of flavor, but um, made a lot darker and a lot earthier. So my first cigar, because of you, was a Padron. Mm -hmm. What was what was your first cigar? The very first cigar I ever had was a Baccarat. Hmm. It's a, I suppose a good place to start, other than uh, Padron. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I was a, a cigarette smoker, so I had I, mean, I had no idea what it was, and I I picked it. I was in the shop with somebody. Who, you know, we were. It was taking me out for my first time. I don't think that person knew what they were doing really either. But I I, I liked the. The, the cards on the on the label mm -hmm. and so that's really kind of what made me pick it and uh uh i really liked it and it, you know come to find out it, the back rat at one time was the, the best-selling brand worldwide um i don't know that that's still true but back then it was hmm. well, that's um, awesome and then uh but once once i found padrone when was that that was around 1999 I found Padron, and that was basically wow. It. So you've been you've been smoking that for almost a quarter century. That's pretty insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a long time, and it was right around then, in 1999, 2000, that I got the nickname, 
Pastor Pedro. Pastor Pedro. So it, that's... It, it, like went downhill from there. The first one was it. Yeah. <laughs> you were, yeah. It became my lunch, a, a Padron 2000 or 3000 or a Laundress. Mm -hmm. That became like my lunch break cigar. And so I would, you know, go from where I was working, drive to the smoke shop, grab one of those, smoke it in the shop and go back to work. Mm -hmm. Didn't necessarily eat all the time, but I had a cigar. <laughs> <laughs> For my lunch break. Oh, that was really probably before matters. you had kids, right? Yes, long before I had kids. <laughs> yeah. Kids kids were much later. Yep. And now he smokes more. Yes. <laughs> You're yeah. not Padron. <laughs> True. Cut into the Padron budget. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, you know. Well, luckily the thousands are still relatively low. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I did want to, you know, share with everybody my love for Padron, you know. I didn't want to keep it to myself and not let people know what I thought about the Padron 2000, unlike the, you know, like undefeated, which is now unsmoked in <laughs> pocket, you know, yeah. for some later, for some later time. Aren't they probably? Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I, I didn't want to give the show what they wanted, right? Like smoking yeah, 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 on the show. Like of course, yeah, Pat's of course smoking. Not, yeah. That needs to be. That needs to be a second. Yeah, because we have we have that following that's just cursing at home right now. The two people watching. <laughs> One of them hopefully is. <laughs> well, I, was, I mean, like you know, it's. Uh, have I smoked an opus on the show yet? I don't. I don't know off the top of my I don't head. Know, I, just, well, I, I don't think like, we've yeah. done an opus on the show. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, we have. We've done Opus before. We did it with uh, uh, Orlando. We've, oh yeah, we've yeah, it but it wasn't times. something that we, you know, we 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 picked. That was something that was yet. given. Have we ever had an episode where everyone smokes their personal favorite cigar of all time? Nope. That almost could have been today. <laughs> it almost would have. Almost. almost. But, <laughs> Pat, but, you, but you picked out Pat. Hey, you know what? Rocky yeah. 60s, but a really good cigar. I wanted to it show is. some love. Yeah. You know, I'm sure if I ever was like, hey, let's smoke Opus on the show next week, I think everyone's down for it. So that's still in the back pocket. Mm -hmm. And I want to make whatever, sure that's whatever you want, Pat. Yeah, whatever, we smoke whatever Opus you next say. show, you know, you're getting an angel hair. Angel, angel hair. hair. Angel hair. Angel, angel hair. hair. Angel hair. We're giving him an angel share. We're going to give him like a chateau. I knew a girl called Angel Hair once. Wow. Her name so was I, Angel Hair? Nickname. Wow. Angel Are you I sure you're angel. not confusing your anime for real life? Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't watch Is anime. there a difference, Dan? Angel. I don't even know what anime is. Midmay <laughs> Angel Hair. Oh. <laughs> Dan, I am so As an anime fan, I am also lost. you know lost. any references right now. <laughs> Oh, Minmay. I have, I have lots Poor of surprises. We, we need to update I'm happy you we on have a body buffer. the Robotech series. Oh, oh, boy. That's what started the whole thing. Yep, well, that's what started. Ones. Classic anime. That, Star Blazers. Mm -hmm. We used to run home to watch those. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. Battle of the Planets, I think, was really. That and Speed Racer. Those were the two that mm. really started the whole thing off. Mm -hmm. All right. Now that we've all dated ourselves and everything, uh, do you want to... Um, talk a little bit about the cra pat and what they do yeah so what i does mean Kradu? just generally what they do is um it's the cigar rights of america so i know um there's a lot more principal people that are involved in it than i know but i know um pete johnson got elected to the board not too long ago i'd say probably a year ago 
Rocky Patel is very involved. I mean, all the companies that are in the pack are very involved, but yes. obviously, like, knowing Rocky's background, being a litigator, he's very, he's, he's like the front force. So, you know, whenever there's a federal issue with premium tobacco, it's not necessarily just cigars, but tobacco, um, the CRA will go and, and they'll fund the litigation and to, to fight, and, you know, for the rights. And the party. The party. <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. Um, but, it, you know, they even do, like, smaller, like, municipalities. Like, when you see, you know, like, state ordinances or towns, like, you know, a lot of the times they get involved in that as well. So, you know, the main purview of their responsibility is just protecting premium cigar rights. So, that's really, that's really what they do. I mean, you can go deeper in, into it, but mm. it's, you know, like, the big deeming rule argument that, that you know, I did a brief on... It's probably a year and a half ago now. You know, like, CRA was one of the plaintiffs in that. So, you know, they, they just, whenever an issue comes up, they're the frontliners and they spearhead it for us. And that's, uh, they work on a federal level, not a state level? Uh, primarily federal, but, I mean, if there's, like, a big state ordinance that's going to go by that's going to impact the entire industry. Like, for instance, let's say, you know, Florida decided to do something big like obviously a lot of distribution is done from florida mm -hmm. so i'd say it's likely that the cra would get involved in that but a lot of what they do at least it's that's publicly posted about it's going to be the federal level yes right and um it's it's really really important to uh support groups like the cra um like i said at the beginning of the show a hundred dollars that 150 goes right to the CRA. All the cigars are donated by those companies uh, for the pack. And, um, uh, you know, actually becoming a member of the CRA for, you know, an individual is 25 bucks a year. Yeah, which everyone who smokes cigars should do that. Everyone should. It's yeah. only 25 bucks. I actually, I think you get something for doing it. It might be a stick. I don't know what they There's some... I didn't thing. know that. I gotta do that. That's but yeah, every, if, if it's like, and, and that's one of the things that I wish I knew about earlier because I, I didn't even know, like, when I bought my CRA pack of cards, you should have that ago, at the register, honestly. Yeah, yeah. like, if you want to join the CRA, a few weeks ago, I, I, you know, I bought a pack and I looked and I had no clue you could sign up online to be a member of the CRA and it's 25 bucks. And I'm like, if every single premium tobacco consumer did this, you know, like, that, that'd be a lot of money. But I, you know, I, I don't know really why they don't really put that out there more. Like, you know, I follow them on Twitter and Instagram, and I don't really, I, I never saw that you could actually sign up. So I immediately signed up for it. I'm like, imagine if like everyone did this, right? Like, yeah, you know, like for every four people, it's like one pack someone's buying. So thanks. Yeah. Yeah, we should do that. Make it like a, a, QR, a QR code. code Someone can just scan it and sign well, up. Well, in the in the bag, there is a QR code that will take you to the website mm -hmm. so that you can sign up. Um, maybe that's something that yeah. we can take and duplicate just keep and, and duplicate or whatever. Yeah. But, uh, you know, a lot of times, most times on the show, um, the cigars that we smoke are uh, provided by Twin Smoke Shops or by the the company that you know is making the cigars in this particular case we bought the pack so that we were actually supporting the organization and not just <laughs> taking it away from somebody and, and smoking it all yeah so um everybody's gonna fight over 
well, Pat doesn't get any choice about what he what's left in the pack. He's yeah. already he's already taken three of the yeah two. What else we got left? No, you took three. No, I bought this one downstairs. Oh, you did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Well, that's big of you, Pat. Did anybody claim the tat? That's. Uh, well, we thought you were going to smoke it, actually. I honestly didn't see it. It's, I was like, when you said Pete Johnson was joining, I was like, that's wait. because Pat's it's not, not in the open pack that we bought because Pat picked that, wow. too. Wow. Okay, I see. Did me dirty. That's yeah. my, my, mm-hmm, one of my favorite brands. All right, I see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. So, I, I can't be mad. I, I owe Pat one because I think one of my favorite cigars that I've ever smoked was a, um, I think it was an Escasos Lancero that Pat had aged those are those yeah triumphador yeah it was actually a triumphador okay yeah pat had aged it and because the escasos brought me is, is a couple amazing too and it was phenomenal phenomena very phenomena. good phenomena <laughs> so what are you guys thinking about the the pairings that we're having i'm kind of going back and forth between the Guin- the traditional guinness Mm-hmm. And the uh, Irish blessing, or Irish hello, excuse me, the Irish hello by uh, six oh three, and um, ironically, both of them are doing something similar to the cigar. They they pull a lot of that deeper earthiness and pepper spice out, and ramp up the creaminess and the, the cocoa notes of the of the cigar. Which maybe normally would be fine, but because what makes this cigar special is those deeper, rougher, earthy notes and that that darker black pepper, um, it's kind of taken away the thing that you're looking for in the cigar. Both of them are doing that. So I'm enjoying the beer, enjoying the cigar, but n- not so much the pairing. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of... Um... It's interesting. I think I expected, based off my first sip of the 603, for that to go better with the cigar because the cigar itself has a lot of those uh, sweeter espresso notes. But I'm finding that the 603 is almost too sweet for the cigar, and it's almost coating like the flavors that make the cigar so unique. But the Guinness um, tends to have that more straightforward, like bitter, um, refreshing kind of feel to it. Mm-hmm. So the Guinness is actually complementing this cigar way better um, than the other beer is. So I think standalone, the 603 is a really complex, great yeah. and unique beer. Or, and then um, the Guinness is just more like, you know, generic, straightforward. But with the cigar, the Guinness gives it that cut that it needs and takes away that sweet edge but mm. plays on like the cedar and the espresso and the cigar so i'm actually enjoying the guinness with the cigar more so far hmm. no and all patrick patrick i, mean, I think the pairing's good um you know like if i really just want to smoke the cigar on its own i just want to drink anything with it so whenever you know, I have a drink, it's it's because I feel like having the pairing and drinking something. So, you know, like, for instance, like, I smoked the Padron Black. I probably wouldn't even have anything to drink with it, but obviously it's a podcast. Um, <laughs> but, uh, obviously. So, obviously. with that being said, like, to me, like, a stout is kind of like your coffee in the beer mm-hmm. realm. So, you know, it goes very well with a cigar. Um, again, like, 
if I'm smoking, like when I smoked the Marifel a couple weeks ago, I didn't have any, even coffee, I didn't have anything with it. I just smoked that cigar. Um, so the beer to me is not taking away from it, but, you know, I think naturally stouts have like a really creamy texture to them. And then the Guinness is more of a, a dry kind of creaminess and it has like those very subtle bitter notes to it a little bit of like a vanilla kind of floral sweetness and then the irish hello kind of ramps up the sweetness it's more of a forward note it still has a very creamy texture but it lingers a lot longer in the palate and then what was it cacao what's in there cacao in the mm. The in the Irish hello, you said, yeah, yeah, cacao, yeah, cacao. But it was a kind of cacao. So, cacao. Vanilla, vanilla to me, thing. like, like, Madagascar. if yeah. you're like, if you're sitting at a bar and you're, you're just bar. drinking, a, you know, you're just having a drink, right? You're just not just drink. doing a cigar. I actually think the Irish hello is a very unique stout, and, and I really like Good it. Breed. But I think when you're looking <laughs> for breed. your like cigar pairing for a stout, the Guinness, I think, would go better with a cigar because it doesn't really mm -hmm. take away. It's kind of like your coffee, like a black coffee. It's not taking mm. away from the cigar. Mm. It, it might be kind of like putting flavors forward, but the Irish Hello is definitely taking center stage on the palate. Mm -hmm. um, but honestly, I'm impressed because I, I think 603 did a pretty damn good job they kind did. of filling like a Guinness phase. It's, it's really like, like, you know, I drink Guinness usually if I'm having a beer and it's it's like you know you really can't beat guinness because it's such a well-balanced beer but the irish hello is actually really good and i remember when i when i drank it at the brewery i, I was impressed by it i was like wow this is actually like because i didn't like i wasn't drinking a guinness next to it probably because it was shaking twice <laughs> but i wasn't drinking shaking a guinness next to it and i was like oh my god this reminds me so much of a guinness you know and it's it is pretty similar it's just a little sweet which i think most people would probably but by then i'd like had the 14 sweetness. other samples and i couldn't quite remember well it's, yeah. it's kind was of it funny was it a stout or like... was it did i have a guinness <laughs> maybe i did i don't know it was funny like the first like um uh what do they call that? Like when you bring out like numerous glasses of flight. A flight. flight yeah. They brought out a flight of four beers and Dan took the time to put the name of each beer on it, told me what it was. And I was like, oh, sweet. And I started, you know, drinking them. And then by like, you know, 20 minutes goes by. And I don't even know what the hell I'm just throwing. <laughs> like, yeah. Flight number two. Flight oh, number three. I heard about Pat that night. Four. Oh, my God. Yeah. I was like, what? Yeah, I, I, I was like at Disney. I, I like. <laughs> like like when I finished, I was like with Dan. I was like, All right. yeah. All right. What was a happier moment for you? That or when you smoked the Marifel? Marifel. Well, <laughs> I, was at, I was like leaving 603 awesome. to come back here to do. A cigar tasting <laughs> and i'm like it's so awesome and i'm like and i'm in the gift shop and i'm like i gotta buy a hat <laughs> dan's like you don't have to buy anything i'm like no i'm buying a hat you know it was good it was, i bought a hat i put it on and went, yeah it was yeah. good it was awesome pat got the twins and it was like he got off a space mountain oh my god oh my god yeah, it was like let's go back let's go back. what's the best good. ride ever but with all that, like, this is a complete side subject from what we're talking about. Um, no. We're making a beer that's going to, you know, oh, it's yes. supposed to be, like, the best pairing for a cigar. So, you know, they're, they're using my palate with the cigar and the tobacco portion of things. And then they're using, oh, I had. Right. Pat's palate is in this. Yeah, and then Dan yeah. went all hands on deck for it. You know, Dan was there. 
Doug, that's the brewmaster, was there, and then Kenny was there that I just met. I haven't met him before, and he's I, I believe he's immediately below Doug. I, I forget what his like, position is, but he's like in charge of the, the same purview that Doug is, and that's why you know we had all these beers coming out because we're talking about mouthfeel and. Like, yeah, exactly. where on your palate you want those, like, sensations, and, you know, you don't want it towards the throat. So everything about this beer is being systematically configured to go with the cigar. So I'm kind of curious. I'm not going to disclose what the ideas are for it. But they're really cool, though, people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, and, then, be awesome. and they're coming back here Friday to do, like, I'm going to go through cigars with them so they can kind of feel what I was talking about. And I, I honestly think it's going to be a completely stellar beer. It's going to be awesome. I'm excited Stella. for it. I will say on that kind of note, now that um, Pat mentions it, and as I'm getting further into the cigar, not that it's typically like socially acceptable to have two or three different beers in front of you at once, um, <laughs> but I am noticing um, that even though the Guinness was like perfect for the first half of the cigar, oh. as I'm getting down the cigar, I'm getting way more bitterness on the front of the palate, and the 603 is cutting that bitterness perfectly. Mm. So I'm at this point now where I'm like, man, I wish I could take these two beers and smash them together for the cigar so that... I think um, it'll be really interesting to see what Pat and the guys come up with for a, a beer that will perfectly go with the Irish Hello the was a focal point mm. with the mouthfeel. Well, it was sense. between this one, like a, a middle ground between this one and another one. But mm. yeah. yeah, it's you know it's gonna be good. like this is the kind of mouthfeel you're looking for. Kind of kinda. like I, it's it, it was between this and another one. I want it right in the middle, mm. and it, you know. ABV is typically what gives you the mouthfeel. So, I don't know, like, the notes were taken, drinks were slung <laughs> vigorously. I don't really remember much, but I remember I was happy. But I will say, <laughs> the one thing that I can disclose, if so far the track that we're on right now is it's going to be a, a type of beer that 603 hasn't actually done yet. So it's going to be unique to... Everyone. Them, it's gonna be unique to us. Yep, that's awesome. Yeah. So I think it's gonna be excellent. Did they give you any kind of timetable on on how long something like this would take? I'm not sure. It depends what they go with. Um, I think we have a pretty solid idea. Um, you know, depending on if I can get Kenny to smoke a cigar, because I think Doug's pretty set on it. But Kenny, that I was working with, is you know he he did research on you know, what beers pair well with cigars. So he was very well prepared for the meeting. Mm -hmm. And I think he will likely smoke a cigar. So don't um, worry, we'll get him going. Yeah, we got to get yeah. them on the show. <laughs> so I, I well, so they, they are going to be on soon. And maybe after we finalize what we're doing, we'll get them on to kind of mm -hmm. talk about, you know, better than I can, the process we took to kind of get this thing done. I was just kind of like slugging. Oh. Speak, when I tasted, but. Speaking of guests on the show and jumping all over things and not really talking about what's on the what the docket was tonight, um, I just got confirmed before we got on the show that uh, uh, Jeff Pitchell, who does our, our intro, intro mm -hmm. is has agreed to be on the show and uh, is planning to be on, I believe, in on March twenty first. So in just a few weeks, we're going to have <laughs> Jeff Pitchell on the show. That's uh, Teresa's birthday. 
Yeah. Yep, she'll be recovering yes, so from not, open heart you're, surgery. You're not you're not missing that day, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> That's the day after her surgery, Dan. Yeah, you're not missing that day. You're not missing Jeff Pitchell Day. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's gonna be freaking amazing. <laughs> I'm so excited about that. His song has always just been kind of central to us. We had to, you know, get away from it for a while. You know, while rights were worked out and all that stuff. But uh, you know, Twins 728 Kirk Kendall's uh, has the rights to that song, and mm-hmm. and uh, they've both given permission for the the podcast to use it so you hear that youtube yeah you hear that we actually have permission yeah. to use the song. <laughs> so i'm i'm but i'm wicked that's gonna be great yeah yeah and the kurt, artist it's himself is gonna be on the show YouTube. yeah okay and, thank you yeah and kurt kurt will be on the show Live as well so <laughs> it'll be great yeah well i we we want to hear him do that that's that's gonna be awesome we're gonna have to get some lights in here or something yeah <laughs> that'll be good that'll be very good um that's two weeks away yep um and i guess kind of segueing you know what's going on at twins our next big event is coming up this saturday we have uh, our annual uh, uh saint patrick's day uh time obviously saint patrick's day is the next week but uh, uh peterson pipe show we do a peterson pipe show every march um uh in uh kind of conjunction with their releasing the St. Patrick's Day pipes for that year. And uh, Kaz Walters is going to be with us. He'll be with us on the show next week. Uh, and I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be a great time. We're calling it the PD Blinders. And it's uh, so it's all kind of themed after the Peaky Blinders TV show. Come in your flat caps, your suits, wear there's, your green. There's a competition where your there's best a, galley cap. Best galley cap, <laughs> most green, pipe. best dressed. <laughs> Uh, will win big prizes, uh, and uh, there's going to be a raffle for a pipe. Uh, it's going to be a great, great time. Um, Tequila Talia is going to be there. There's going to be uh, tastings of um, Jameson Black Barrel, and there's going to be pairings uh, with uh, Black Irish, Brown Irish, X Whiskey Twist, and some other tobaccos there, Irish Blessing from Cornell and Deal, um the nutty irishman and uh one other one from two friends i can't remember the name of it off the top of my head but um um it it it, you're gonna get your pick with those tobaccos and a uh, irish coffee featuring jameson stout cask or a straight pour of uh red breast cask strength so red breast was so good is amazing <laughs> irish whiskey people mm-hmm. you're gonna have to put a little bit of water or something in there it's 116 proof thank you it's it's freaking amazing up. and i had um talked to kendra today about a couple special pairings that we're going to be offering for next week that's going to be starting saturday too so people go up to the lounge after there's going to be some nice st patty's day themed beverages do we know what those are um tentatively um <laughs> we're we're gonna do a nice cocktail with the clove our mm-hmm. seven, uh, 724 barrel the um, 
I, I think we kind of got it down, but I don't want to commit to it in case Kendra, because she knows much more than I do about that. So if she changes it, I don't want to say what it is yet, it's but it's going to be very good. And then doing some kind of a, um, like a mint chocolate kind of coffee drink with a cold brew. And then having obviously green ice cubes and other beverages. Pistachio be martinis. All so, around. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be some nice pairing to offer. Oh, yeah. You gonna be around for that, Brie? Oh yes, I'm working. I'll be in at three. Oh, very <laughs> good. Sweet. I'm gonna wear my best, uh, my best PD blinders outfit. Nice. My, my detective. <laughs> and Kaz and myself will be up here afterwards, Beautiful. doing the after party. Oh yeah. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a cool Saturday I, I, night. I'm in the building too, guys. <laughs> and Pat. <laughs> oh, Pat's gonna be there too. You know, the only one of us that dresses like daily, how the guy looks in the show. But... <laughs> yes, that's true. Yes, Pat was the original inspiration for our PD Blinders event. <laughs> it was funny. Every time, like, I dress like that. I I've dressed like that for years. And everyone's always like, oh, you watch PD Blinders? You look like Mike. Oh, yeah, PD Blinders. Like, oh, the did you guys watch the show? Like, you know, I'm like, I, I've always dressed like this. Like, this is like my thing. I'm Irish. Like, I'm Irish. <laughs> you know, everyone thinks I'm like dressed up. Now, I, I see people that like literally dress up like the show. Like, they have like the fake pocket watch, like the the elbow tassels and... i think that would be kind of cool if we encourage people to you know dress up like the time almost like speakeasy. oh yeah oh yeah i mean era. like yeah, I, yeah. I i do have a pocket you know i have like the stuff at home to do it but like if you wear that in public now people automatically think you're simping for the show <laughs> yeah 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 it's true it completely like killed the culture Pat, of me if you do it like i'll that. do it <laughs> saturday detrimental let's do it here? are we in and i'll wear it let's yeah it. for that day i'll wear right. it for sure I'll put a razor blade on my cap and have a Glock on me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Let's see. So, um, what was I going to say? Um, so, the PD Blinders people. This Saturday, 12 4 p.m. At Twins Londonary. See Pat look like a Peaky Blinder. Is this ASMR right now? Wait, do you have the rights to this song? Alright. Yeah, oh, I can't really make any money. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it back to CRA pack a little bit here. Thank you. So did, did, did we talk about what each cigar is in the pack, or do we just kind of I mentioned it? them quickly at yeah, the beginning. Yeah, so I'm just going to shed a little bit of light on what's actually in the pack. Because honestly, like at Twins, we're selling it for 150 100 of that goes towards a donation towards CRA. Um, it's honestly, like, if, if you're a cigar guy or girl, this is a really, Person. really <laughs> solid pack. And, you know, every company that is support well, not every company, but the main companies that support CRA, like, they usually pony up for these. And, and this year, out of the past packs I've seen, is, is the pack to really get. So, you know, you have the Ashen VSG, which is one of the premium lines. Not just anyone can even sell VSG. You have to have a certain amount of facings for Ashen to have the, you know, for the account. So it, it's one, of, other than the ESG, it's one of the, it's a top cigar. 
And then the Torpedo is the top selling size next to the Robusto. The Alec Bradley double broadleaf is probably going to be extinct after this year. I'm just kidding. But it, it's the Figurado's limited size. I, I don't recall when that was released, and it, but it, I think it was an event type thing. It, it wasn't like they, they don't sell boxes retail of the Perfecto. No. The Julius Caesar of. Torpedo is something uh, you pyramid. can get. Pyramid. Yep. Which is a torpedo. Um, you, you, <laughs> Which is a pyramid. I, I believe that's a Coraline Julius Caesar. But it again, J.C. Newman, Julius Caesar Maximus, Black Diamond. Oh. That's their top skews. Um, it's really good tobacco. And then the Illusion Bowl. That's most LFD fans know what that is. It's that's LFD's opus. If I had to use something to yep. kind of set that cult following. The Rocky Patel 60, Rocky doesn't necessarily make anything that's hard to get. You know, the age-limited rare is something, but it's readily accessible if you're a PCA account. So this is like, the 60 is his top-selling cigar. Again, because of the Cigar Aficionado rating. And just honestly, if you haven't had a 60 yet, I would suggest trying it. It is an elite cigar. It is a phenomenal smoke. Um, the Olivia Series V Melanio Perfecto. I don't believe this is a. You can get this, this outside the, of the pack. This is the diadema, yeah. So I don't know that you can get. This I think the. I I might be wrong on this, but I recall that they had a sampler pack that may have had this one in it. But again, sampler packs typically flex the limited sizes. Right. Um, and then the Opus is the the undefeated. Um, I researched this cigar and I didn't find it anywhere. So I believe it's exclusive to this pack it's if i had to give it, it it's kind of like a double toro i don't have the exact blend like the vitola but it looks like a 54 by a six and three quarters so it's a unique size coline opus um then you have the my father's special edition um the only way that i know you can get that is at a my father event and it's it's a phenomenal smoke it reminds me of the centurion mm -hmm. but it's it takes a little bit of a step up and then the Padron Black, which I think the only other way you can get a Padron Black, I think sometimes there's little capsule releases to retailers, mm -hmm. but the only place you can readily get it is at Padron's retail shop in Miami. Other than that, and, and even if you go online, you're not going to find them in stock. So I think they only come in boxes of 8 ten. or 10. ten, ten. So it's kind of like the uh, Failing Reserve boxes and you know they're very reasonably priced but if you find them online it's not reasonably priced <laughs> yeah and, and i i had smoked a padron black in the pack i bought last week and that is a phenomenal cigar it mm. takes like it has like the padron thousand series feel to it but then it has like like dan mentioned the nine uh 1926 flavor profile so mm. it's a really interesting cigar from padron <clears throat> And then the Tatuaje is a tweaked blend of the pork chop and more of a double robusto vitola. So, and again, if you're a Tatuaje guy, if I say pork pork chop or anything in the meat series, that's going to get your ears to perk up. So, mm -hmm. honestly, really solid pack. Um, it goes to a really good cause if you care about premium tobacco. Um, it's definitely worth picking up, and then I would honestly suggest taking it a step further and scanning that QR code, doing the 25 a year, and just be involved and, and just support the CRA and what they're doing. Because they're, I, I wish I knew more about, you know, like the day to day actions that they're taking, but, you know, every time there's any issue in the industry that 
requires litigation or consultation. Like the CRA is always a name that pops up that's involved in it. So they're very active. Um, it's it's just a really really solid association to support. So. Yep. And you know, stuff like this is going on all the time. I mean, even here in New Hampshire, New Hampshire yeah. You know, Half Wheel reported that there had been a uh, bill proposed uh, by somebody in the state legislature to um, put a 65% tax on <laughs> premium cigars from zero yeah. to 65. From, from let's just start at 65. 65. Wow. Yeah. So basically, um, let's just put uh, tobacco out of business. My my yeah. understanding is that. That's already been defeated. That's not going anywhere. I think Kurt said it's likely to be defeated. I don't think it's been officially struck down, but it was yeah, a lot I don't of think it's. I don't think there's. I don't think it's going to go anywhere. A every couple years, they propose the same, like an edited version of the same thing, mm -hmm. to my knowledge. Uh, but it's it. You know, our local uh, group here in New Hampshire, uh, the Cigar Association of New Hampshire, which we playfully call Can. Um, uh, cans a lot of these things <laughs> for us, and Thank you know, I mean, it's 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 big. I mean, it, New Hampshire is a big place for cigars, uh, nationally speaking, because we're one of a very few states and places where there is no cigar tax. Yep, it's and, us and Pennsylvania and Florida and the District of Columbia. Yep, yep, That's Washington D.C. Go figure. Yep. Where all of these politicians are, are who yeah. love and, to smoke and, their If cigars. I read correctly, I believe that there's a section of the Capitol building you're allowed to smoke indoors now. Yes. Wow. Yes, that is true. Go figure. Where every, you, every, you can't smoke anywhere else, though. All of, you, know. you know what's interesting, though? So I'm taking a environmental studies class in law school, so it's mainly like the federal agencies that regulate different environmental issues, like, you know, the Clean Air Act, the you know those like the clean water act so you know i took the class by force almost because of the schedule and it's actually really interesting because these like you know so the fda is a federal agency mm -hmm. so learning about how these environmental agencies go about their business it, it's the same thing as the fda would and the epa it, well, so the EPA is, so the FDA is what I'm talking about with cigars, but the EPA is a governing body that oversees the environmental. So it's funny that a lot of these cases for the environmental rights and regulations actually cite some FDA cases. And you go through it and they're mentioned like tobacco and they're mainly targeting cigarettes and they're mentioned mm -hmm. cigarettes. But if you look into the cases further, it's all tobacco, but their main focus is cigarettes. But then, coincidentally, that scopes in premium tobacco. And, you know, it, it's just, it's funny because, like, no one in my school knows I'm a big cigar guy. So, like, we'll go through these cases and, like, you know, someone will say, like, a layman's thing with tobacco. And then I always speak up and I say, oh, that's not right. And, you know, it's like a warning label thing in California for some kind of... <laughs> chemical it what was it it's um this chemical is known in the state of california I remember it. yeah it's, it's uh what is um california is known to produce birth defects i'm not gonna lay on the topic but it, it's like it's in food what is it called like it, it's some Sugar. kind of of cell that they manipulate that's in food i, I can't Human think of what it is now no no it's 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 something regular in food i can't think of. It, it, it's like a nutrition thing okay corn syrup 
It, it might be cellulose. I'm not sure, but whatever. So there was a regulation on cellulose and something of that nature, and I guess like the population didn't support, like they didn't vote in this bill to have these required warning labels on boxes of food that have this mutation i'll call it in it but it's healthy like you know it's like a lot of the supplements i take when i work out have this thing in it it's it's actually projected to be beneficial um and and then the conversation was was why did why didn't it pass when like california is frontlining having everything else on warning labels and if you read it if you read like the actual ordinance of what this thing is it's like people either ignore it they don't care about it or they're edu- educated enough into what they're taking. Like me, for instance, like I take supplements. I know this. I, I wish I remember the exact chemical, but I know this is in what I'm taking, and I'm educated to know it's good for me. So it, it, I actually use but I premium. I can't remember what it is. Yeah, I can. This was like <laughs> I, I wrote so many memos in the past few weeks. It's, it's, it's this is like long <laughs> out of my mind. But um, it was interesting because I, I ended up asserting like the premium cigar industry with the warning labels on the boxes. And I, and I had said like, you know, like the FDA that this got shot down because it's either they're being ignored. There's a burden of, um, you know, hat printing these labels. And then it was interesting because like a lot of those people in the class didn't understand that printing these warning labels actually costs money. And it's not like a cheap feat. Like it's actually... Mm-hmm a costly endeavor to have these warning labels, you know, there's like typically like more than five and they have to randomly rotate which warning labels on which box. Mm -hmm. They're different. And it it was just interesting because, you know, like this is an environmental class I'm taking, but it it just completely mingles in with, you know, what we face every day. It's not environmentally impactful to have the warning labels. But it's even like when you're looking at like... (laughs) It's not. So let's just say that. Well, environmental (laughs) is everything. Like if you put like a toxin in food, that's considered environmental endangerment. It's it's, it's the general welfare, you know, so it pertains to... Well, that's what I'm talking about. Like number one, you you got dry leaves, okay? That's environmentally sound and biodegradable. You got wood boxes. That's environmentally sound and biodegradable. You have cellophane, which is a wood product and environmentally sound and biodegradable. And in, in short times. But that, so that so this it's like, is the one thing I've learned. And I don't know how off track we got, Dan. So you can stop me if you want. But I don't know how. Better than cereal. Come on. So from my experience learning about the EPA in this environmental class, there is so, 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 so much discretion with these federal agencies. It is unbelievable. So I took constitutional law last semester. And one of the big topics you learn about is an unconstitutional delegation of legislative authority and that pertains to these federal agencies because you have a federal agency the executive has the power to elect principals judges and other officers diplomats and then the legislation can elect subordinate principal officers and the legislation has to write the purview of these organizations because since it is an executive branch group they can't make law so if right. they're going to do anything they have to be delegated law from the legislative very detailed like so they they aren't you know separation of powers right so they haven't the supreme court hasn't held an unconstitutional delegation of power for i would say since like the 50s mm. and it, you know you read these cases with the epa and in the court 
just says like it, it, there's some dissenting opinions where you know, Justice Brown is like, "Hey guys, what happened with the unconstitutional delegation of power? Like, the discretion is unreal. Like, you know, the EPA is making a regulation for clean water that's not even within like their you know bounds from the legislative branch. Mm-hmm. And it, it's like there is absolutely like it's just unparalleled discretion. It's insane. And and then you look at like so we're not doing FDA work, but I can only imagine what the FDA is doing. Well, is it like the difference between a law and a policy? You know, well, I mean? it's like regulation. Like, it, you know, this is our policy, but this is you know, it's not a law. So well, the le- policy, the legislative branch which is makes almost, law, which and affects then, us like a law. Well, know? yeah, it, it's all regulation. It's all, so I, I just like <laughs> we weren't. I mean, we're talking about CRA, so it is relevant in a way. But it's like. Like, th- there has been no unconstitutional delegation of power in years. And then all these federal agencies are just basically unbridled power. Yeah. It's it, even to the point where, like, the you know, the EPA, when it comes to, you know, greenhouse gases, this is before the Obama administration, you know, like, they had all these studies that greenhouse gases were acting negatively to the climate and then the epa actually didn't regulate it they didn't want to regulate it, and they claim that they didn't have the authority to even though it's clearly in their statute that they can regulate it and then the supreme court was like well we can't tell them to regulate it and they don't have to disclose why they can't regulate it so it's like like there's nothing that's that's curating these agencies to act a certain way so side topic but that's that's the thing of the fda so Buy a pack, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's close up by giving our final thoughts on the cigar we're smoking. Um, The Padron Black has been burning flawlessly. Mm. Um, Like a Padron, don't expect these incredible mind-bending changes as the cigar goes. What you get is a very, very unique uh, profile that stays constant and consistent all the way through the cigar from the very first puff to the very last draw and that's what i'm getting with this it it has been a great cigar um if you like that padron flavor and you want a variant of that that's deeper richer uh um almost like a, a a a rougher kind of earthy quality to it um this is it and mm. that's the kind of cigar i like this is really good i would totally recommend this cigar yep. i would totally smoke it again julius caesar i've had to correct it a few times but not too much and this is just it's super creamy it's got this very subtle sweet spice to it um nice earth and leather tones to it I've been sticking for this cigar. I've been sticking with the uh, the 603. Mm. It's just been an absolute delight to smoke with it because all that stuff is being amplified by yeah. that by that beer. The uh, the the Guinness for me is kind of taking it away. Mm. But if you're looking for like you know maybe a medium plus cigar that's got like super creamy and this very sweet mild spice to it, it's unbelievable. Mm. Mm. This is um interesting an interesting turn of events i should say um i know i said before that the guinness was going better with this cigar um and the beginning of the cigar was very easy very sweet um very like espresso and chocolate forward 
I got um, a certain bitterness on the palate through the mid of the cigar, and I was finding that I almost needed that 603, like the sweetness from this stout, to cut down that bitterness and that acidity, and it really made the pairing enjoyable. Um, now as I'm getting towards the end, um, I still haven't relit the cigar once. Like it's, mm. I lit it once and that's it. Um, and now that I'm getting towards the end, that bitterness has gone away, and it's becoming um, enjoyable. I'm almost getting like a hickory sweetness from mm, it. Wow. But I think now I'm still gonna recommend the 603 over the Guinness. Um, the, the Guinness went great for the first quarter of the cigar, but the mid, I would say that like sweet kind of well-rounded stout was almost necessary to cut the bitterness. And as it's getting towards the end, it's actually um, working really well with those flavors. Mm. And as I look around too, it looks like everyone's almost on the same page. Like people have taken only a few sips out of the Guinness and the 603 is almost gone. <laughs> yeah, for, for so. me, like nothing changed. I, I didn't think either went really well with the cigar, but the complexity of the 603 irish hello mm -hmm. is just really really enjoyable and so every once in a while i just and it was, it was you know it was looking at i did the same thing a little while ago looking going wow i'm really drinking that 603 yeah. <laughs> and that 603 is only available around this time only around this time that's sad because it should be i feel i feel like they should be making it year round because yeah. it's like i like it better than guinness i'll mm -hmm. say it yep. sorry guinness that. Yeah, I mean, again, I echo what I said for the cigar. Um, I talked enough this episode, um, but yeah, when it comes to the beer, like it's it, again, like when I was at the brewery and I had the Irish Hello, it's like it's. I was like, wow, this is actually really good. And I think a lot of stouts I've had, not that I'm like an aficionado in beer, but you know, stouts are deep, dark, and and they, you know. On the palate, it doesn't really rest Dark well for me. Like, mm -hmm. it doesn't have like that kind of palate neutral kind yeah. of mouthfeel to it. Like, it has a little bit of bitterness in the back of the throat. Or there's some kind of hops or something that they put in. I don't know what they do to it, but the Irish Hello is the only beer that I've had stout that has a little bit more pronounced flavor than a Guinness, mm -hmm. but has that very palate neutral feeling. So mm -hmm. when you're smoking a cigar, it's not acting advantageously yes. to the profile of the cigar yep. and that's why i think guinness is such a staple because guinness since it's so well balanced it's it refreshing. has that palate yep. neutrality yep. and you know the, the only difference i can say is the guinness is more of a, a dry kind of palate finish where the irish hello has it's i don't want to call it like a wetter kind of finish but it has more of those savory <laughs> components that linger on the oh, exterior I feel like the cream lingers yeah oh yeah it's like that savoriness <clears throat> lingers on your exterior mm -hmm. palate so it's not going to the back of the throat so if you're doing a retro hail it's mm -hmm. not going to change that profile but it's very refreshing yes so i would say like the 603 did a really excellent job with this beer mm -hmm. awesome mm-hmm all right well that's it for our show tonight hope that you enjoyed it go out get yourself one of these cra packs support the cra yes. if you don't get a pack You're a go jerk. online <laughs> and join the cra it's only 25 bucks it's really important that all of us who enjoy cigars tobacco pipes uh join this group and uh, uh support them and whenever you see one of these if you can do it 
get it. Next week, we'll have Kaz Walters on the show with yeah, us. Baby. We'll be debriefing the uh, Petey Blinders event. Mm-hmm. That's going to be an awesome time, too. He's a great friend of Twins, great friend of the podcast. Looking forward to that. We'll see you next Tuesday, 8 o'clock, right here. You've been listening to Not Just Blowing Smoke, the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and keep in touch with us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. Thanks for listening, everybody. And that is Not Just Blowing Smoke. Rolling with the top down, smoking on a fat cigar.